1: Cuz. Cuz-a-roo. a -a Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are
0: these podcasts? It's called, run by a guy called Carl.
1: Who are these podcasts? It's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday.
2: It's a great show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. It's a quality show and they have good (laughs) ideas.
1: It's kind of like Jocktober, but with... With really um, no redeeming quality whatsoever. <laughs> you guys are concise and brutal. Yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. You don't have to listen to shitty podcasts, you do it for us. You do it. Ooh. These
3: guys are making some fucking points here. I like what, no, they're, what they're saying. I you
1: like what they're saying. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious.
4: It's showtime. <laughs>
3: W-A-T-P! W-A-T-P! Hello, bag slappers and cuzaroos! Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that keeps their shitty UFO sightings to themselves. I'm your host, Carl. With me this week, co-host of the official podcast, Kaya is back!
0: That's right, and we are the only podcast not owned by China. Let's do this.
3: Yes! Uncensored. Go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to our subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to the PayPal, link to the merchandise. There's no link to Instagram. We don't have an Instagram account. We encourage our listeners to give us a five-star <laughs> review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. Shout out to Coleman, who has compiled all of our iTunes reviews for every country and created a Google sheet of all of them. I was reading some of them last night and getting very depressed. So thank you for doing that. Today, we'll be reviewing a podcast called Life is Short with Justin Long. This is a suggestion that came in from Shane Newton. Kaya and I have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a podcast with host Justin Long, and along for the ride is his brother, Christian Long. And they're just a couple of guys uh, interviewing celebrities having a good old time.
0: And you cannot tell them apart. I yeah. have no idea who's who. They sound very similar. So when you told me what this is and who this guy is yeah. and what we were going to be listening to, it was the, the God damn it! of course he has a podcast moment. <laughs> yeah. The worst of them all really is, oh, that guy that we all faintly remember from 10 years ago who made those cutesy little Mac versus PC advertising commercials. Oh, yeah, of course he has a podcast now. Even him. Jesus fucking Christ. He is Everyone has to have one.
3: If you if you don't know who Justin Long is, picture who Hollywood would consider an edgy cool guy. And that is what Justin <laughs> Long looks like. He's the Hollywood version of a cool guy.
0: He's a paint by the books hipster. Yes. Right. Literally just there to be juxtaposed with the businessman, the boring balding businessman on his PC. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know if you clipped any of the old commercials or went back to watch them, just to refresh your memory. On YouTube, there is a 40-minute compilation of all the old commercials that he's in.
3: I most certainly uh, did not do out? that. I did not. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I listened to his well, entire fucking podcast. I'm good.
0: Yeah, but so it's 40 minutes, and each commercial is like 10 seconds long, so they did a whole lot of commercials, oh, and they're all, they all boil, boil down to the same thing which is the PC guy going oh jeez I don't know how to turns on my computer <laughs> and then the cool Mac guy comes in going well mine turns on real easy uh, I actually clipped my favorite one and that's uh, clip 19 it should be there, I'm a podcaster and like um, I, I make episodes and I like, I like put them out and I'm a notcaster a, a not caster? What's that? Well, I'm just a regular person who doesn't believe that literally everyone out there has to have his own podcast. The, but, 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 like, then how will people hear your opinions and know what you th- think? Like, like, um, like you, like. Well, I don't feel the need. In fact, because I don't podcast, I have a lot of spare time. I simply hang out with my friends, play with my dog. Or new hobbies. Uh, I don't get it. Like, uh... I know you don't. Become a notcaster Delete your RSS
3: today. <laughs> that's, a, that's fantastic. Oh, I love it. And the irony is not lost <laughs> on me either. You got Kaya, who is... Has his own podcast, puts out tons of episodes, is going on everyone else's show (laughs) talking about not podcasting. It's great.
0: I didn't have anything else. This guy has an actual career going, right? That's true. He's supposed to be an actor just as long as he's supposed to be an actual actor. He's directed some things, apparently. But no, of course, he has to try to get into podcasting.
3: (sighs) Well, he's not just trying to get into podcasting. This is a very popular show. It's put out by Wondery, which is a pretty big podcast network. And it seems to rank pretty high. I believe it's in the comedy category. I'm not sure why that is. But let's get into it. What they do is they start off the show with the two brothers, Justin and Christian, just being playful and having a goofy conversation, setting up the interview portion. So they're going to say, you know, today we're going to be talking to Fran Drescher. And they'll talk about what's going to happen, which is totally unnecessary. Don't need that in a podcast at all. (laughs) And then they come back after the interview and talk about what they just heard. Wow, remember that time when she said this thing? Like, yes, I just listened to it. That's also completely unnecessary. Let me play you an example of that where they're talking about Fran Drescher. And for anyone who doesn't know, Fran Drescher was in a lot of movies, but she's most known for the starring role of the sitcom
5: The Nanny. Well, speaking of nannies and babysitters, we have on the show today arguably the most famous nanny in the world, I think, or one of Mm -hmm. them, uh, Fran Drescher, who starred as the nanny on the CBS show The Nanny.
6: That's true. It's the first time that occurred to me that she is probably the most famous nanny. Who else? What other... I mean, when we were kids, Mr. Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. In fact... Uh, But Mary
5: Poppins is a fictional character. (laughs) And as as you guys are about to find out, Fran Drescher is, in fact, real.
3: Are these people that stupid? Fran Drescher is not a nanny. The nanny she played is also a fictional mm-hmm. character. It was a TV show. They go, well, no, no, Mary Poppins. That's just a made-up character. <laughs> Are you that fucking dumb? You you do think that they were actually just, like, bringing cameras into somebody's house when she was actually a nanny? She's famous for mm-hmm. being an actor. Holy yeah. shit. I don't even know how to make sense of that.
0: So what you said about them, first they set it up and then after the interview, they talk about the interview.
3: Yeah.
0: It's, so this is not a badly produced podcast. The audio quality is top notch. It's yep. well structured, but mm-hmm. it's just extremely boring. It's a straightforward interview with a person who, if, you, if you're if you not interested in the interview subject, you're not going to be enjoying this podcast whatsoever. I don't know who Fran Drescher is. I couldn't give less of a shit. So I don't know why they decided to segregate their opinions and their personalities from the interview because the interview itself, the segment of 40, uh, whatever, 50 minutes of them talking to that person reads exactly like a CNN interview. It's Mm -hmm. Justin doesn't say anything. He doesn't add anything. He just asks straight questions. And then before and afterwards, he inserts his own opinions. Why don't you do that during the show? Gets a good point. It creates this weird boringness right because if yes. you watch someone like joe rogan he does the exact same thing but every single episode with joe rogan regardless of the guest you still get a healthy dose of joe rogan's personality himself he still adds himself into the conversation and this is just hey here's fran drescher and we asked her about this specific day in her acting career and now she's gonna drone on and on
3: right he's not a good interviewer and this whole idea that celebrities are just interesting to listen to. Oh, there's two celebrities talking. Let's all listen in. I'm, and I realized something about myself listening to this show. Kai, I have to admit I'm a cynical asshole and I don't know if everybody else is already to that party (laughs) and I'm late to that party. I don't know. This is well-known fact, (laughs) And I might have a problem here because it seems like they're being cutesy and fun and everyone's having a good time along with them. Because I'm reading the reviews on iTunes. Everyone's like, oh, I love this show. It's so great. What is fucking great about this? It's a boring conversation. I don't care about Justin Long. I don't care about Fran Drescher. Even if I did, I don't know that I'd care about this conversation. Nothing is being told that is all that interesting to anyone. Oh, yeah, back in the 70s, I was in this movie with John Travolta. Were you? Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) and by the way speaking of speaking of celebrities having a conversation and for some reason people are fascinated by this and listen it works these shows have shit tons of downloads but it reminds me of Dak Shepard and when you think about what his show is and it's very popular it's the same thing it's just a mundane conversation where they're just smirking at each other like hey I'm famous hey so am I remember that movie we did together I sure do (laughs) and of course Justin Long says this and one of the episodes I listened to.
6: And I, in the last six months, have really gotten into, into Dak Shepherd's podcast.
3: No shit, Sherlock! <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude, you're ripping it off! It's the same fucking podcast! It's the same thing! Yeah. Hey, I'm a celebrity, I have celebrity friends, I can get conversations with them and go to their houses. I'll make a podcast. Stop it with that! I know it works, I know it's a tried and true formula, but it's so fucking mundane.
0: Yeah, you make a good point. It's He doesn't try to make them interesting like, say, Joe Rogan does, right? Right. And like I say, you can tune into any episode, even if it's a guest you don't know. You go, uh, who the fuck is Danica Patrick? I've never listened to it. what She drives cars in an oval. Who gives a shit? But then you listen, and he somehow finds a way to make her interesting. This podcast is literally just, hey, you're famous. Tell us anything. Speak. Just, <laughs> just make Yeah, balance. just talk
3: for a while. Yeah.
0: They talk about how, oh, so you like drinking lemon juice. Wow, that's fascinating. You can't just ask her, do you drink lemon juice? And she goes, yes. I don't care about her telling us that just because she's famous, who gives a shit?
3: And Kaya,
7: the conversation's not even all that fun. Right at the beginning, they get into this. You know, I was a victim of violent crime in my 20s. Yeah. I learned when yeah. people in their 20s should not really be thinking about how ephemeral life is. How yeah. it can really Change. end on a freaking dime. Yeah,
6: This happened in your 20s. It's something you've spoken about.
7: Yeah, the rape. The rape. Yeah. Someone
6: yeah. broke into your house.
3: I love that story. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ.
6: I, I, I mean, you got this, the
3: show called Life is Short and Justin Long's on the front cover of it with his big fucking grin. He's like, hey, hey is this fun? I tune in and it's like, yeah, these people broke into my house and raped me and tied up my husband. Like, Whoa.
0: So we should, okay, let, we should set up the, this episode that we listened to who is friend Drescher, uh, the subject they're interviewing. And she sounds like an 80 year old drunk bimbo. That's what she sounds like. And I didn't know who this was. I have have no fucking idea who this is. So I had to Google her and look it up because I genuinely thought, you know, uh, 10 minutes in, how is she already this drunk? It was fascinating (laughs) how this woman talks and how she laughs. And uh, play my clip eight real quick. And I want everybody listening to... Just pay attention to how this woman sounds. She's slurring her words.
6: Table setting. Uh,
7: Okay. (laughs) So, uh, you know, at some point we may have to bring him out, but he's a a panther. He pants a lot, (laughs) and it's hard when you're trying to record. You know, he also nips a little. He fear bites under certain circumstances Uh, that... Holy
3: shit, I didn't even pick up on that. She's wasted. Dude, it's like... uh, I feel like I'm
0: walking into a mall or something, and a bum is yelling at me like, "Want well, my dog? If you're like, you aren't, you aren't not you are not going to give me a buck, dude? Like, come on, man, give me some change."
3: Kaya, I <laughs> went ahead fuck? and isolated audio of just Fran Drescher talking, so that we could get a sense of what she sounds like if she wasn't having a conversation with anyone else in the room. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we're listening to here. I want to step back again. That's
0: being very flattering.
3: Yes. I want to step back again and talk about the topics that come up during this show and how fun this conversation is.
7: When he was in college, he had a girlfriend whose sister was murdered.
3: All right. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? Oh, why
7: don't we talk about uh, death for a minute? (laughs) Are you afraid of death?
6: Very much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid of not existing.
3: Alright, so there's not a lot of fun conversation happening. I thought it was going to be a a little bit more uh, good times and reminiscing. Even when they're talking about... Now, Fran Drescher was the victim of a very violent rape. uh,
0: Sorry, real quick, I want to add to your point where she... Please. Justin tries constantly to change the subject and sometimes he does it very jarringly, but Mm -hmm. this woman somehow has the skill where she has to take a mundane question and turn it into something really fucking sad. And at some point... One segment there was where she talks about if Justin asks her, so did Travolta ever hit on you? And she takes it down this fucking morbid path.
6: That's clip 15. A yeah, lot. A lot. And you were very outgoing. And did Travolta, was he flirty with you? Was he? No, he...
7: actually, he was with that older woman who was on, yeah. uh, I think, Eight is Enough, it was called, or something. Oh, Yeah. And she was very ill when he was doing that movie. Oh, she god. got cancer very young. They had to replace her on that show. Oh my
6: god, that's she right.
7: died. Oh man. And <laughs> while he was doing that movie, he was very distracted, actually. Oh wow. <laughs> it's like he just
0: asked you a funny question. Like, no, I actually he had a Girlfriend, she got raped and then died, and then her carcass was run over by a car, and then a bear ate it, and then he couldn't recover the remains to bury her. (laughs) Jesus.
3: It's amazing. They're talking about the movie Saturday Night Fever, which is just a happy-go-lucky disco-dancing movie, and Fred Drescher finds the one tragedy to talk about. And also, can we talk about what a stupid question that was? Was John Travolta hitting on you? You mean the gay guy who starred as the lead of the movie? No! John Travolta's not hitting on women! Why would you think that? Alright. I had the same <sighs> clip. I thought, I thought that was so fucking funny. Was John Travolta being flirty with you? No! Uh, so, Fred is the victim of this violent rape when she's in her 20s. These people break into her house with guns and rape her mm-hmm. and someone else and tie up her husband it's... It sounds horrific and fucking dumb. Justin Long asks the worst question possible.
6: But are you thinking, wow, fuck that stuff. I mean, I'm alive. I mean, is there any part of you that is going through this, this sense of euphoria even? I mean, I know you've been through this horrific thing, but there's also a sense that you did not die. I mean, the worst didn't happen.
7: You keep, getting locked into the horror of the moment when the front door was broken down and they started charging into the house oh my god waving guns
3: (laughs) It's fucking idiot yeah but what about the euphoria of it all (laughs) I mean, aren't you, like, clicking your heels? Aren't you running around in the streets <laughs> at some point? Singing Dummy, in the rain. are you singing in the rain yeah. after these people violently murder you? Do you think you're going to die? Wasn't that amazing? No, no. It's terrible.
0: He says something extremely stupid during that whole conversation, too. So the story is, you know, two men broke into her home. She is there with a female friend of hers and I, I think her husband. And they tie up the husband and make force him to watch her getting raped. And at some point she tells how she, she found a knife or something on a countertop. And for a moment she picked it up and considered defending herself and fighting back. Yeah. But then she saw that the two men were armed. They had guns. Yes. And so she figured, okay, I should probably not do this. They can kill me or something. This
6: retard misses the point entirely. Play clip 14 real quick to set this up.
7: That you know, but I got scared. Of
6: course. I mean, I, I, I often, I think about things. I shouldn't, but I think about what if something like that happened. I mean, I think, oh, I, I would like to think that I would do that, grab a knife. Right, into, right. But then the reality of actually doing, plunging a knife into well, a human I being. I
7: saw they had guns. Oh, I don't know what I would do with the moral dilemma of plunging
0: yeah. a knife in a human being. And she immediately has to, re- like, remind him. No, that's not the problem here, idiot. They had guns. That's why I backed down. It's not, like, right? like, if somebody's raping me or my girlfriend, the last thing I'm going to be thinking about is the sanctity of his life. And this idiot there is thinking, oh, well, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, it's a human being. No, it's, it's a prison escapee raping you. Yep. Oh Jesus! Fuck.
3: Yeah, Justin Logg is not cut out for this whole interviewing people thing. He just wants to relive old times, and tell fun anecdotes, and and laugh. And Fran Drescher goes down all of these dark paths where you're like, "Holy shit! What are we talking? Why are we talking <laughs> yeah. about this right now? This is terrible." <laughs> she talks about cancer, and let me let me play this because I I think it's because they're on Wondery. I don't know. They have this really shitty, happy-go-lucky music that's playing throughout the show and transitioning everything.
6: Coming up right after this, my sweet friend, Fran Drescher.
4: Life could be a dream, sweetheart.
3: So it's like shitty doo-wop music, and it's like, hey, life could be a dream. So Fran Drescher's talking about getting raped, and then after that, I got cancer, and then the ca- <laughs> And so they transitioned from her talking about being diagnosed with
7: cancer with the same shitty music.
6: I mean, what, what was the message that you I failed to? I always
7: needed to become a more well-rounded person and become vulnerable. And I didn't
5: do that.
3: <laughs> I mean, two <laughs> music and cancer don't really go together. You could have changed it up uh, on I that one these... transition.
0: I really hate those intermissions. So I practically clipped the same thing. We don't need to play it. But what really bothered me is he goes... He's talking to his stupid fucking brother. And then he says, okay, after this brief intermission, we're going to go and start the show. And then they have this 20-second bumper in the middle mm-hmm. of that dumb song. And then it continues... With just them and his brother continuing to talk. You didn't change the format. What the fuck was the point of the intermission? You didn't do anything new. You didn't really change anything here. You didn't move on to a new subject. What, why? Why do podcasts feel this need to use these intermissions? Is, is it because they want to feel professional like TV
3: or something? Yes, that is really the reason. It. No one does it as well as Seamus McKillian. So don't even try. That guy's got it down. He's got music. And then he's like, today we're going to do a show. And then there's more music. And then, okay, here comes the show. And then a music. But it's great. That's how you do it. Just continue to tease shit that might be coming up someday and keep going. This is, once they do that transition and they play that shitty music, they go into ad reads. And I just want to play a quick example of what I consider to be a horrendous ad read.
6: Casper, the friendly mattress. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, Ooh. providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. Ooh,
5: like uh Infants. little little babies. Yeah.
6: Uh, job of the
5: hut.
3: <laughs> 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 <Jabba the Hutt. laughs> this playful banter uh. is enraging to me. I I can't stand yeah.
0: it. So you know what was fucking shocking to me is um I don't know if you checked out their the very beginning of their feed is a trailer and it's 2 minutes long okay. have you listened to that one i have not okay so the first minute it's just him setting up the stupid fucking show and one of those idiotic things that he teases is uh my clip 1
5: yeah, and we want to ask bigger questions like, what's your favorite emoji?
7: And the one
8: that I like is the foggy window pane. What? Someone can be like, what are you doing this evening? I don't know, foggy window pane, like that kind of thing. Just
3: like the thumbs up, the little tick, the smiley face, the little wink.
6: So I hope you'll join us. Life is Short with Justin Long premieres on May 13th. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you're listening right now. So fucking exciting. Hey, Carl,
0: what's your favorite emoji?
3: This is what I'm talking about. We listened to a weird episode then, because it seems like it's supposed to be just a good time, fun show. Let's talk about emojis and what your favorite movie is. And instead, it's like, and then the third time you got cancer, how did you deal with the, Oh, your husband left? Okay. <laughs> and then what happened? Like, yeah, fuck! Right. Here's, I think uh... that's
0: because that woman was a sad, a sad, lonely woman, and she just was unhappy, <laughs> but... Uh, the thing that I'm trying to point out here is yeah. So that trailer is two minutes long. That was pretty much the first minute of it. And then the second minute he transitions into a story and I'm listening to it and in the middle of it I go, Holy fuck, is this an ad read? He got a he got an advertising in his two minute trailer, half of it. What how the fuck did how did he pull that off?
6: Clip two. I was a teenager. I was, I think, seventeen, going into my freshman year of college, and I had out of nowhere just like the craziest bout of acne. My face was riddled with uh, with acne. It was like it was like cystic. I think they called it acne. It was it was, um, and I didn't go out. And I went to the doctor. I remember. And the one thing that did help me. Um, And I'm so glad I get the chance to say this now, uh, and I really owe them a lot, because about a year and a half later, I lost my virginity. And I don't think that would have happened uh, had it not been for ProActive. So, please, be uh, okay, so, uh, they're America's number—you know all this—they're America's number one acne brand. If you've ever watched late-night TV, uh, ProActive has helped fight acne for almost 25 years now. Wow, I didn't know they were that new a company at the time. Now I feel old.
0: That sounds like a very long clip, right? But remember, this is literally half of the trailer. Yeah. Usually a podcast, first you put out a couple of good episodes and then you pick up a sponsor. You've done dozens of episodes and then you, for example, picked up Deep Discount. We did dozens of episodes before we finally got someone like Blue Apron. This guy right out the gate on his podcast trailer, not even a real episode, he's already sold his soul to dedicating half the MP3 file to pro acne or whatever
3: it is. I've quite frankly guy it's fucking impressive this guy went to an advertiser and said I have no numbers I don't know if anyone gives a shit about me I don't know if anyone's gonna <laughs> listen to the show it's probably gonna suck do you want to buy an advertising spot and they're like sure we'll take it that's imp- I don't know how he pulled that off that's impressive and why wouldn't it be an ad for a fucking mac has he lost that relationship what's going on
0: yeah, that's a good point. Why not? Why aren't you shilling that shit anymore? Those guys have come deeper that
3: pockets now than they did back then. Fucking talk about the <laughs> iPhone 11. What are you doing? Dedicate
0: yourself to it. Lean into it. Just like um Subway with Jer- Jared. Be that guy. <laughs> Just be the Apple guy. <laughs> Minus the molesting kids.
3: <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, that's like the worst <laughs> example of a spokesperson ever. <laughs> this guy's... This guy got enough fame from doing TV commercials that he could then fuck children. Like, oh, that's not the guy who should have fame. That's, that's a really bad way to use your fame, guy. Jesus.
0: Like, I'm a PC. I'm a child molester.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna buy a PC. I I don't like the child molester. It's Oh, fuck. Alright, let's check in on Fran Drusher and see what she's talking about. <laughs> oh, oh, really, Fran? cancer thrice huh great okay i wanted i just (laughs) want to quickly play the favorite emoji conversation because that's what this show i think really is in its essence is conversations like this
6: um what is your most commonly used emoji do you use emojis when you're texting yes what's your go-to well
7: who fucking cares (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> now, Kai, you mentioned that you don't know who Fran Drescher
3: is. And I was the one who selected this episode because I think the yeah. voice is ridiculous. So I thought it'd be fun for us. So I know who Fran Drescher is. I can't think of a person on this earth that I would care what their favorite emoji is. And if you asked me that question, I wouldn't fucking know how to answer it. That's a stupid question. Yeah. And you pointed out when I sent this over to you earlier in the week that every episode has the emojis after the name of the episode. So it's like, whatever somebody says is their favorite yes. emoji, he adds to the title. It's insufferable. I hate how happy these people are. I hate how much fun they're fucking having. <laughs> it's bullshit.
0: So, uh, well, it'll come as bullshit. a relief to you then that this yeah. friend Drescher really does not sound like a happy woman. I, she's trying to pass herself off as, yeah, you know, a lot of tragedy happened to me. I got raped. My friend got raped. My, uh, you know, I have five ex-husbands and I got seven cancers in my eyeball, but... <laughs> You know, I turned it into a positive. Yeah. No, no, this woman is fucking sad. So she's one of those people who, um, you know, she, she talks about how she doesn't really need kids or a family because she has her cat or her dog or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And she's just happy like that. And it's fine if you don't want kids, but you can always tell when somebody's salty about being lonely. And that's let's go down this path here. Uh, play my clip ten. All
7: right. I was always more having... into animals than oh, yeah. kids, but as I get older, you know, I do Jesus. like the innocence of them. They're so yeah. freaking sweet
6: and playful. I... Oh, boy.
7: <laughs> I like that you call
6: oh, that
3: one yeah. lonely wino. And it's, it's funny to me because I did not even pick up on this. But now that I'm listening to it isolated like that, holy shit, this woman is blackout drunk during this conversation.
0: Right, that's how she sounds like, and this sort of explains it, The these rants that she goes on where you think, okay, so she's practically soaked in wine and Xanax the whole time. So I, I kind of understand. Um, So the next part of that is clip 12, where she actually admits to
6: her, this being her fear. Clip 12. Do you have an awareness of Sometimes that? Sometimes
7: I think, and this is obviously only recently, uh-huh. Should I have uh, adopted a kid or should I have Uh had uh, a kid? Or is it too late to have a kid? And I kind of feel like maybe it is too late. Did I miss a very key experience? Because I'm all about, you know, having the experience. And it's a ride. Sure. And I'm like, am I missing the big experience?
0: Yes. Having kids is probably a major experience. And this sounds... So sad, this person who realizing, oh shit, I'm I'm like at most ten years, if I'm like ten years from dying, and I have nothing to leave behind on this earth other than empty bottles of Xanax and this stupid fucking Chihuahua that I bought. <laughs> nothing. I don't have a family, I don't have a husband anymore, I don't have children, I wonder if I'm missing out. You think, idiot?
3: Well, well hold on, I gotta, and... I gotta stop you there, because she does have a bit part in the movie Spinal Tap, so she'll always have <laughs> that going for her. Let's not yeah, let's her... not just totally dismiss that. That's an important thing she did.
0: He, her insufferable March Simpson laughter <laughs> is what she got, and then so this girl just keeps getting sadder and sadder. And Justin joins in. That's my clip thirteen, where he starts also joining her in moping about how he doesn't have
6: kids or family or love. Oh yeah, this is weird. Okay, it's something I've thought about. I'm I've t- turned forty, and I, you know, I'm not in a relationship. So I th- I see all of my friends, the people that I am close to in age, they're having kids, and they're experiencing that. And and of course, I see it all filtered through like social media for the for the most part, which is only the good stuff.
3: Is he talking to his therapist in that clip? What is going on right here? <laughs>
0: so fucking sad. It's, it's weird. Just these two lonely people talking about how, <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a family, but. The closest I get to feeling the touch of a woman and the love of a child that I get to raise is through... It's on Twitter when I scroll through <laughs> my timeline. And to wrap it all up, it just... She keeps circle jerking herself. And this is a dead giveaway is clip 17.
7: And I always tell people, you know, if you don't have a pet, get one. I mean, if you don't have a warm body in that bed with you yeah. to grab onto and bring you back into reality
3: isn't that what a person should be I, I sleep with a warm body every night that's it's called so my pathetic. wife that's what you're so... <laughs> warm
0: body. that's so fucking pathetic that's really is, sad. I get that you know animals are lovely little creatures they love you unconditionally okay I get it but at night and you're looking for a warm body oh, to hug you and no. spoon with you you don't have anyone besides your fucking little poodle oh, oh so my sad. god it's so sad you worm you sad lonely incel.
3: Let's talk about let's talk about how sad this person is. She talks about how famous she is from her sitcom The Nanny. And this is a weird mm. flux right here. Yeah.
7: Homeless people know who I am. You're that nanny. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're trying to explain <laughs> how famous you were? How famous are you? Homeless
3: <laughs> people know me. People who don't even own a television know who I am. That's how famous I am.
0: So I, I feel like the timeline that we live in, this universe would make sense if she was OP's mom. That yes. would connect a lot of fucking dots.
3: Oh, that would make so much more sense. All right. But we're talking she doesn't about... have
0: children, as she reminds us multiple times. We're t- we're t- I
3: wish Opie's mom didn't have children. We're talking about her <laughs> terrible accent. She has this laugh. That is over the top. Mm -hmm. We haven't even talked about it yet. Let's just blow our loads right now. This is the laugh compilation that I put together.
7: (laughs) You (laughs) know. (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> uh, <if> you... <laughs> yeah.
6: He was transcribing notes for your book. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, that's funny.
3: And I want to point something out because they, in the preamble, they say, Fran Drescher's known for her infectious laugh and her Queens accent. She has a very thick Queens accent. Now, I was, I just spent some time in Queens this past summer. My brother-in-law lives there. Nobody in Queens talks like this. Nobody. (laughs) I talked to many, many people there. They all talk like normal humans. This woman sounds like an idiot.
0: They don't rev up their laughs, wind them up.
3: It's like, I wanted to pull my car over to the side and let the ambulance through when she was laughing. Like, what the fuck? After the interview, they come back and they make this statement.
6: Uh, But anyway, I could have talked to her. You know, we actually spoke for a long time and there's a lot of it that got cut out. So,
3: Okay, so... This interview that we listened to, was 45 minutes long. It was much longer. And they edited it down to 45 minutes. So you think, okay, mm-hmm. they, they did a lot of editing. They took out all of the shit that didn't make any sense. But then listen to this section. Justin is trying to ask a question. I don't know what he's trying to ask. Neither does Fran Drescher. She doesn't know how to answer it. This is, if you're editing the show, why is this in it?
6: Is Was that something that you were worried about is was that or was i the only one
7: oh in terms you of you mean what i was like, saying in terms of answering it yeah like even that even to what? say to
6: a girl that you're doing a woman that you're doing a say that i corrected myself say to a woman that you're doing a sex scene with uh you know to talk about it it, it, it what the boundaries are now what the parameters are now
7: um well look you know the thing is <sighs>
6: it, it and you said something at the time. You said, look, and you mentioned having been a victim of a violent crime. That's not domestic violence. No. So you know.
3: I didn't edit that in any way. That's how the show came out. This is a, and like you said, good production value. It's a wondery podcast. It's very popular. They left that section in. I'm going to just zoom in real quick. This is the answer that Fran Drescher gives to some type of rambling question that Justin asked her.
7: Well, look, you know, the thing is... It, uh, That's a literal answer on this show, and
3: now that I know that she's wasted, I'll cut her some slack, but what the fuck is going on here? Why is this a a popular (laughs) podcast?
0: I don't know if she's wasted. I don't know if this really is just her or what the problem is, but my God, the way she talks, the way she thinks. It's (sighs)
3: interesting because you interview people who are really good at video games all the time, and they're way more articulate than this fucking idiot. (laughs) who's made a whole career out of being famous. I don't I don't understand how that works. Editing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, fair enough. Good point. Should have known. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about just how cutesy everything is with Justin and his brother Christian, and just how much fun they're having with their conversation. Yeah, I, think I you know, know what you're going to say. Okay,
6: well, so my friends, uh, my college friends, John Togo, Jeremy Shtanka, James Duffy, and myself, we were all... A little... I can't believe you're about to admit we this. We were all a little group together, and after college, we started calling ourselves... Banana Republic. <laughs> the, the J. J crew. crew. Yeah. Ugh, so I embarrassing. Listen, I'm sure there's a lot of soccer
3: moms who are driving their kid from ballet to soccer practice that are getting a big chuckle out of that conversation, but goddamn, I fucking hate it. I can't stand that this is yeah. this passes as entertainment.
0: And again, you can't tell the two apart. I don't know who's yeah. who there, really. And yeah. from what I understand, Christian is gay, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know the, that. Yeah, you probably didn't know that because it sounds like one person talking the whole time having a personality disorder. But the only <laughs> time you can ever tell them apart is when Christian just does the stereotypical look how flamboyant I am voice. And that's my clip six.
5: Her dog. Uh-huh. She has a little Pomeranian. Oh, that's Samson. Samson. That
3: <sighs> Wait, Nick hold Samson. on.
5: This. I'm gay. <laughs> uh.
3: I think they were trying to do a Fred Drescher impression there. I don't know that Christian is gay. I, I, I'll have to look it up. Because at one point they're talking no, about how hot Tom Brady is. I think you have this clip yeah, too. Yeah, that too. So <laughs> yeah.
6: play my clip four. Okay. Do gay men like... Tom Brady and, and and I fetishize his looks as much as straight men and I would say
3: yeah I, I had that same well, clip they say do gay men are they as into Tom Brady's looks as straight men are I'm like what the fuck are you talking about I am a straight guy I could give a shit about Tom Brady I'm not fawning over this fucking guy I would hope that gay men would be more into Tom Brady than I am I would hope I don't know <laughs> Just throwing it out there it's
0: such a weird thing yeah, but that's why yeah. I
3: thought—that's why I thought that they were both straight because they're like ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that. So you're saying the Christian is gay and he couldn't answer whether gay guys like Tom Brady or not?
0: Yeah, I think so. There's definitely several references to one of them being gay. Okay, I I'm... assume that's not just a meme or a, a, an inside joke. They wouldn't be so un- insensitive. I so one of them that. is gay but that's really the only difference again these guy, <laughs> this is so fucking sad man this guy he said in one of those clips he's 40 years old right and yeah. he primarily only hangs out with his own fucking brother
3: yeah it's weird
0: get a life it's... get a girlfriend get, get, get a family going come
3: on and i know that you know him from the tv commercials but justin Long is a movie star he has starred in a lot of movies I would think that he would have friends to hang out with at this point. I don't know. I could be wrong. What do I know? They talk about their yeah. family dynamic. They're very excited about the fact that they're brothers because they explain that it's very similar to Fran Drescher's family dynamic.
5: I thought that was interesting, too, that <laughs> our family dynamic just happens to be somewhat similar to hers and that she said her mother worried a lot and her father was stoic. and Yeah, we it, have a very similar Yeah, one. and she was the caretaker in, in a sort of similar way that you are, I would say, in our family.
7: Think about it. Would this be interesting to you? Would you listen to this?
3: I just <sighs> I just don't know why anyone would care. And then at the very end of the show, they give out their email address and explain why you would email them.
6: Oh, and we'd love to continue to hear from you. You can actually email us now at com, And we would love to hear your thoughts. And we would also love to hear how... You make the most out of life. We want to hear from everybody and um, <laughs> figure out this whole life thing.
3: Who's the fucking loser who's emailing these guys to talk about how they get the most out of life? Uh, listen, I'm not, no, for, I, I'm not for this you, they, intelligence they, state that we're in. I don't like the NSA, but I hope they're collecting the names and addresses of the people who are emailing this show about how they get the most out of fucking life. These are people I want on a list somewhere. Let's not let's not sell them guns. Let's keep these people confined. Yeah, I, well, I think
0: it's just gonna be harmless old ladies like Fran typing. Oh, I I make the most out of life every day. I give my pet snake a hug and I thank her <laughs> for existing because. She's the only one that pays me attention and keeps me company.
3: Lock them up! Lock them all up! I don't care how (laughs) lonely they are. They're the ones that make me nervous. Plus, Plus, they're the ones that... You ever watch that show Hoarders? I used to fucking love yeah. that show. It's so great. They're the ones, the ones who are typing emails to Justin Long. Oh, your show is so cute. I love it. They're the ones who are shitting into plastic bags and collecting them. <laughs> they're Their shit bags are pouring <laughs> out of the closet. They're falling down the stairs on them. These people need to be locked up.
4: <laughs> Can't believe uh, I'm 180 that episodes I...
3: in and I finally talked about shitting in a bag. <laughs> Why did it take me so long?
0: Oh, dude. God, dude, that was such a great show. Like, it's so one of great. the women was, she got famous because I, I think she would shit in a basket or something, then use her naked hand to scoop it up and <laughs> collect it.
3: They're like, hey, remember we're gonna... that episode? They would ask yes. her, like, aren't
0: you, like, are you going to wash your hands at least? And she'd yeah. go,
3: nah, why? <laughs> and these are the people who are like, we're going to bring a camera crew in and show this on television. Like, yeah, sure, come on in. That's fine. Like, what? Uh... <laughs> What's wrong with you? You're not ashamed of this behavior? Really? Okay.
0: Weird. Meanwhile, as normal people, we're like, oh, shit, there's a hair on the toilet seat. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to think I'm such a slob. They're going to think I'm disgusting. <laughs> Meanwhile, this woman is eating shit out of a toilet bowl.
2: <laughs> oh,
7: what a great so got, show. Oh, yeah, so
0: every once in a while, I shear my dog and mix his hair into my food. I That's how I make the most oh. out of life, Justin. Oh.
3: <laughs> I I think I'm pretty good on my clips. Is there anything else you want to talk about with our, our friends Justin and Christian?
0: Uh, no, I think I'm good, too, just... One more clip is at some point she talks about one of the 17 cancers she's had and she talks about how she's a... (laughs) I'm having a hard time getting through my sentence with a straight face. She says, this vapid bimbo says that she's a successful lobbyist because she managed to supposedly strong arm a bunch of senators into signing a bill about cancer. And that's my clip 16.
7: All right. I actually am a... You know, successful lobbyist in Washington and and, and and passed a law by unanimous consent, which means all 100 senators said yes, Fran. No I was written up twice in the congressional record. What was and, the law? Uh, the Gynecologic Cancer Education and Awareness Act, the first of its kind in U.S. history. And wow. I'm a gynecologic cancer survivor. So I kind of jumped on a bill that was about to die.
0: Was it? are you sure this this bill about women dying from cancer did it really not have a fighting chance without you or
3: it, yeah <laughs> it was just, everyone was against I can't imagine bill. even a single right she,
0: exactly she she's bragging about how she got it to be unanimous as if there was gonna be any senator who would want to stand out as the one asshole the one misogynist voting no on this you i don't know if you helped yeah. Oh I don't know if they needed it's, a, it's
3: you. a bill about ovarian cancer. I can't get that, so fuck off. Don't care. <laughs> Let me know when it's prostate yeah, that's cancer. Likely. that outside will sign a bill. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It's so stupid. And of course, I don't expect Justin Long to be an investigative journalist on this, but a follow-up question or two would have been in order on that one. Like, wait, what what did the bill what did the bill entail? Why would it die? What's going on? It doesn't make any sense. All right. All right. Uh,
0: Okay. I think that's
3: it for me. Cool. I think that's it for me too, but we have a lot more to get to today. I'm very excited to talk about my friend Stuttering John, because (laughs) I, I almost debated playing this at the very beginning of the episode, just so I made sure everybody heard it. Stuttering John is still threatening legal action. And I don't know if you saw our subreddit, Kaya, but I posted a thread in the subreddit because... Now, he's blocked me on Twitter, but I was able to do this crazy thing where I log out and then I can see everything that he tweets. It's amazing. So, John was in this thread. You've
0: discovered incognito mode, huh? (laughs) Yeah,
3: it's amazing, right? So, John (laughs) John was in this thread Mm -hmm. where he's explaining that he's getting his lawyers involved and he says, It's not fair use. I know the law. It's my copywritten work. My lawyers in New York are way smarter than those idiots. Somebody says, if they are making a commentary on it, it will fall under fair use. It is why Stern hasn't sued you for copyright infringement. And he says, whatever, you're wrong, but they'll be hearing from my lawyers soon. <laughs> so this is Stuttering John's fucking logic. This guy is so stupid. It's shocking to me. Uh, I just want to play. Sad. It's, it's sad and also very funny. I want to play a clip from Stuttering John's episode on October 1st, and I'm hoping that John, if you're listening, Royce, if you're listening, please take this audio of me recording this on my show, using your show on my show without having any legal rights to it. And please make sure to use this as evidence in your court case. I I want you to send this segment to your attorney so they understand that this is what we're doing, that you should definitely go after me and sue me for, because this is a copyright infringement here is the Stuttering John podcast, unedited. They told me what was said. So why don't you play what was said, Royce? Thank you. Here it is.
1: Now, now, mind you, yeah. you
3: called me. All right. And I was already listening to it when you called me uh, to find out what was going on. I'm like, I got to call you back. I'm already listening.
8: No, I know. So here here it is. Here's the pelican and the bloated female flunky. But it'll never happen again. And by the way, like anything I've ever read about me where people try to write behind the scenes books, it's mostly from people who way over evaluated their contribution to the show. You know?
7: Well that was their problem in the first place.
8: Yeah. And I'm like, really? Who even knew you were that important to the thing? <laughs> you
3: know
7: while they were here they were right. doing
8: that. Yeah. Like, weren't you an intern?
3: Oh that's that's weird. What what just happened there? <laughs> Kaya it, it sounded like <laughs> Suttering John was playing a clip of Howard Stern on his show. Does he have the legal Whatever. rights to- does he have the legal rights to play Whatever. Howard Stern's show on his show? Is that a is that a <laughs> copyright infringement? Because I think that that's owned by SiriusXM Pandora. If I'm not... I mean, what do I know? I'm just an idiot, and his lawyer knows way more than I do. I'm just saying yes. that this fucking numbnuts is talking about how they're going to sue us for playing clips of his show, and then he's playing clips of the Howard Stern show when they're talking about what a fucking loser he is, how he was an intern for them, and now he's writing these tell-all books. <laughs> I, I, This is a weird, bizarro world that we live in, right? Like, John, just fucking leave, ignore it. Pretend it's not happening, you idiot. Why are you this stupid that you're continuing to threaten us with legal action when you know you have no grounds? You know you have no grounds! This
0: is So the counterpoint is... Whatever, you're wrong. <laughs> Whatever You'll you're be wrong. From his lawyers, <laughs>
3: <laughs> he literally wrote, "Whatever, you're wrong." I would have fucking
0: idiot. <laughs> He'll also get one of those lawyers, just like Maddox, some drunk yes. who can't even unlock his own car to I, sue you, I, I Dave think Landau.
3: That, yeah, I think we should actually send Landau a note. Let him know, Stuttering John needs representation. He could he could use some help. Landau, has experience with. He has experience with this exact type of lawsuit. He'll be awesome for it.
0: So this is sad, man. So I went <laughs> back on YouTube to listen because I'm not of you guys' generation. Yeah. where you uh, Folks always talk about Opie and Anthony and you know, Jim Norton and the whole Howard Stern universe. Mm-hmm. And I was curious. I wanted to check it out. And when you go on YouTube and you type this sort of stuff in, the first suggestions and the most popular videos you'll get recommended are these guys just having Tiff's life. Right on the radio there's like compilations there's like nine hour videos yes. of these guys just fighting I know. life on air Curse. and and I listened to it and I'm like holy shit I thought this was just a new you know I'm only used to YouTubers doing this like 14 year old famous YouTubers doing this shit I didn't know grown men would go on air spill their hearts about their private lives and bitch and moan and cry life and yell at each other about their friendships and shit and this is it's weird that these people are, you're supposed to be a grown-up. What? How old is John? He's in his 50s or something at least, and you are angry at some dude on the internet who clipped your voice for two seconds. You're trying it, to sue him.
3: It doesn't make any sense. So Stuttering John lives out in L.A., and the Howard Stern Show was out in L.A. this past week doing three shows from the new Sirius Studios out there. John goes down there with a microphone and the camera. There's a link to it on our subreddit. I recommend everybody check it out. John is trying to interview Shuly, who is a staff member and a stand-up comedian on The Howard Stern Show. And Shuly tells the hotel to get security involved and to kick John out. That's how pathetic. This guy used to work on the show. <laughs> he can't even talk to people he knows personally. They They want to get security to kick him out. That's where John is at with his career he's a fucking pathetic loser i mean he always has been but he doesn't he doesn't even understand how pathetic he comes off i think he's the one posting these videos
5: yeah that's <laughs> <laughs>
3: unbelievable
0: yeah man it, it it's weird it's uh it's a radio version of teenage girls yes it fight.
3: is and that it, listen that's what the howards now you got
0: yourself roped into it
3: That's what the Howard Stern show was. Howard was the master at creating conflict and then watching it unfold on the air. So he would get whoever he could against each other. You know, so-and-so would do something and someone else would rat him out. And then Howard would confront him and he'd get fights going. Open Anthony was the opposite of that. So when you go to the Open Anthony fights, that happened like once every five or six years, which is why people are into that sort of thing. But Howard, it was all about... Just backstabbing and and fights and shit like that, and you would think Sittering John would be so used to that at this point. It doesn't make any sense that he's not rolling with the punches as we make fun of his shitty podcast. It's so bizarre. No,
0: but no, but so he's involved in that mindset. It's this is. Right. I feel like this is gonna piss off a lot some of your listeners, maybe. But this is the real housewives of Howard Stern, basically. Is a bunch of catty bitches who have microphones mm-hmm. in front of them. And so now this guy thinks, okay, i got to keep this up. Uh, Carl dragged me on TV, so i got to drag him now like a real housewife would. The
3: reality, Jesus. I guess. Get over it. Be a man. I guess, but you would think that in that world, you fight back. You don't get lawyers involved and talk about serving someone papers. It's so weird, the tact that he's taking. So the other thing that I wanted to point out that I'm very excited about is – his co-host, his, uh, his sidekick there is Royce DeRazio, And somebody purchased RoyceD'Arazio.com and it redirects to WhoAreThese.com. So uh, <laughs> Spinston on our subreddit, thank you for doing that. It's fucking hilarious. And I couldn't be happier about it. So I, ha- I have an idea. I-, I came up with an idea, Kaya. This might fall flat. I'm hoping it doesn't, but here's the idea. So John thinks that he can sue us because we played clips of his show on our show. He thinks that for some reason, we don't have the right to play a clip of his show and then comment on it. And I know for a fact that we do, it is the fair use section of the copyright law. And what I'm going to ask now is that, I know we have other podcasters who listen to WATP. Anyone who has a podcast, pull a clip of John's show, make fun of him, Or just comment on it. You can say he's great. Whatever you do, pull a clip of his show, play it on your show, and then please tweet that to him, tweet that to us. I want him to get barraged with everybody clipping his show because this is the Streisand effect. When you make a stink about something you don't want to happen, it's going to happen tenfold. So I'm I'm calling out good times, great movies, Planet Maynard, live from the 405, Dick Show, comedy at the Carlson Cast, who's right, retro cinema thought cops, Ginger Snap, hate this podcast, everybody is awful, <laughs> Cripple Cast, too chewed woke, gum. to gum, f- chewed gum, too uh, woke, Seamus to f- alone can account for all twenty of, of your episodes. podcasts. I will applaud you <laughs> if you do this. Too woke to fuck, Poe boys, <laughs> afterburn 739. We only do one take. I, I'm probably missing a bunch official podcasts. Everyone who listens to this show, if you have a podcast, I want you to pull clips from John. If you don't know how to do that, I'll send you clips of John. Just reach out to me. I'll give you the clips. (laughs) Play them on your show. I want to fucking barrage this guy with everyone pulling clips of his podcast. And I'll tell you something, too. I could dedicate WATP to Just Sittering John. Anytime I listen to any segment of his show, it's terrible. And it's so easy to make fun of. So I encourage everyone to go ahead and take advantage of this offer uh, act now and buy one, get one free and uh, all that fun stuff. So please uh, play clips with John. It'll be fun. <laughs> all right.
0: This so is going to be your new pet project. It's in my, new, it's my new
3: project. I want everyone to fuck with Stuttering John because he's <laughs> he really doesn't handle it well at all. So that should be fun. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Kaya, it's time for the... Gringe
7: of the week. Gringe of the week.
3: This is the part of the show where we play... Mm-hmm. Somebody will send us in a a clip or a timestamp from a podcast they heard that's just super deuce chilly and cringy. And I have to play two of them this week because one of them is a makeup. Last week, we played the Chip Chipperson podcast, episode 121, The Terrorist, it's called. And there was a prostitute on there talking about this 70-year-old client that she had that couldn't get it up. And she Mm -hmm. had vocal fry and was annoying. And then somebody wrote me and said, "Uh, dummy, about four minutes later, she starts rapping. That's the cringe of the week. I was like, oh, shit, really? (laughs) So this is a prostitute rapping on the Chip Chipperson podcast. And Anthony Cumia is there and Chip and and a few other people. And just listen to how uncomfortable they are while this is going on. Nope. Everybody wants to crawl out of their skin. That's
2: great. One for the team since I was a boxing hand. Selling Power you was never a shocking brand. Gilligan Crane style, shadow boxing stunner. If I played it old Dirk the book of Enoch runner, channeling the apple head, killer bees. Apocrypha, Dutch master, ice cream physique. Uttermost blessings for this punkster. I did it for the money. So now I have to wonder who got the A's, because I don't know. I haven't been tested. And be battling. But Tidy oh. says be right back, heading down to get 10 kilos. <laughs> To fuck me all day, he offered me 10 grand. His picture was so hot, invited him up to my place. Gotta sell you fish, that's pussy. That might give you cancer. Cause cassettes don't grow on trees, tiny dancer. Dude was like decades older than his Tinder pick, not even semblance, structure, or semblance. And I go on from there about, you know. Whoa, uh, all, right. all right. That was
1: talented.
3: Yeah. God damn. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was talented. <laughs> nope.
0: Yeah, that, that's not the best use of her mouth. <laughs> Why would you emphasize that people refer to your pussy as fish? I I don't imagine that's very flattering.
3: This is what happens when you take your cock out of the mouth. Put it back in. Leave it there. (laughs) All bad things. Here's another Cringe of the Week. Oh, who who, uh, sent that to me? Oh, that was um, from Joe from the UK who reached out and said we should play that. So thank you, Joe. This is a Cringe of the Week from the Waiting to Dry podcast. This is a podcast called plain air so waiting to dry sent us in and this podcast is called plain air it's hosted by this guy eric rhodes and they just wanted to point out the forced laughter that's happening here listen how uncomfortable this conversation is
7: yes i think so very much
3: all right well i'm really i'm really looking forward to the book you're going to do about me
7: (laughs) (laughs) well well hire me and i will oh is this on record (laughs) 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 so well
5: unfortunately it would be about one page so you started (laughs) you started to say yeah
3: (laughs) kaya thanks for coming out (laughs) that's so great to hang on
0: i i also had a last clip this that I imagined I might use for this segment. It's not so much a cringe of the week as it is a fail of the week or the month. I like it, I like it. Uh, That's my clip 18.
3: I think it's just a matter of time until we have Carl on the Discord, telling us everything. (laughs) Start the countdown, boys. (laughs) Carl Ruiz passed away last weekend. (laughs) Uh, apparently had a heart attack in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. And you know what? A little Kaya? bit of a fail. <laughs> it certainly was. And you know what that does is that transitions very well into our next segment. <laughs>
1: Ba, ba, ba,
3: ba, ba, ba. Opie did a tribute, a two part tribute to Carl Ruiz, where him and his buddies all got together at Gebhard's. And I listened to that. I listened to the first part. I haven't listened to the whole second part yet. But there's a few things that I, I observed here that I wanted to point out. And right at the beginning, they talk about the fact that Carl Ruiz was a great chef and you know he's successful when even when he's not at the restaurant it still thrives and the food's amazing and people love it carl lives on Mm -hmm. through la cubana the restaurant that he recently opened you know a great restaurant runs without the chef being there and that's kind of the test of la cubana now like everyone who's down there chef mario now and the crew that he hired like that's his legacy is lifeblood and he should look if he did his job right it's going to continue going right yeah. so go down to la cubana show some support right. you can literally taste that guy's heart and soul so that's a really sweet sentiment guys carl is no longer mm-hmm. with us but the restaurant that he started and all the people he hired to do this work and the chefs he trained to make his dishes are still there go down there support carl keep him alive in spirit by keeping la cubana going and opie immediately follows that sentiment with this right. you can literally taste that guy's heart and soul i'll be honest with you i don't i don't know uh
1: if i could go down there anytime soon i feel way more comfortable here at uh, get Well, <laughs> you
8: fucking idiot great
3: endorsement dummy yeah I, i'm not going there fuck that man that that's that's a place i'm definitely going to avoid from now on why would you say that
0: Virtue signaling it's oh, I'm hit so hard by this passing that I can't can't even bear eating those burgers in a restaurant. (laughs) What do you think? He's oh, it's so stupid. It must be extremely salty because I I assume Carl had the foresight to leave behind a will. And do you think OP must be angry because perhaps he wasn't mentioned in it as much as he hoped he would be?
3: I doubt Carl had a will. I doubt he was 44 years old. I don't think he was planning on dying in his sleep anytime soon. I don't know.
0: He was a fat restaurant all owner (laughs) who ate fast food for a living, basically. I I feel like he would have some sort of a plan. After all, he has a huge company. He would have a. He must have had a plan for how. How are the things going to go forward if he passes or if he steps down? Who runs the place now? Who gets what?
3: He might have. I think Opie is much more concerned about content than whatever Carl could have given him monetarily. So Opie now is left without a co-host. And if you've heard me document what Opie does on his podcast over the last year and a half, you'll know that he's terrible at it. He really needs someone to help him out (laughs) and make the show interesting. I, I don't think he's salty, to be honest with you. I listened to the whole tribute. I think he's hurting i think he's broken up it's tough for him and it shows it well it shows when he's walking into gebhard's he runs into his neighbor which makes sense that's the neighborhood he lives in he sees his neighbor there and this is such a weird reaction to the neighbors saying he can't stop in for a beer with him hey
1: what's up ben how are you buddy my neighbor
3: how are you man good
1: Come on in for a beer, all right? Go to pick up Bonnie right now. Oh, right on, man. Life goes on, I guess, right? Yeah, 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 life goes on, all right? (laughs) Have a a tremendous uh, (laughs) tragedy, and my friend's just going to get his daughter and has no idea what's going on
3: there, Matt. This guy's got to go pick up his daughter, and Opie's like, dude, my friend just died. Have a beer with me. Your daughter can wait. What the fuck is your problem? This is how Opie thinks. That's crazy. Life
0: goes on, I guess, right? (laughs)
3: <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. that's what he's salty about. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you mourning the death of Carl Ruiz? He's like, because I don't know Carl Ruiz. I have to go pick up my daughter. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd love to like be here and be a shoulder to cry on, but I kind of have to do my taxes and uh, get the clothes on tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
3: what do you want? <laughs> I would rather do anything else. <laughs> um, this is interesting. I like this theory. They talk about something that Carl Ruiz had mentioned back when he was doing the radio show on Sirius with Opie. Carl would talk about how easy it is to disappear, and a lot
1: of fans are like, that's what he did. He told you from day one he was going to disappear and how easy it was.
3: So the theory here is that Carl faked his own death in order to stop hanging out with Opie. And while that sounds crazy, I'm like, I'm listening. Yeah, I I could see it. It kind of makes sense. (laughs) Um, Possible. Oh my god! So this episode that I listened to, Vic Henley's on it. Vic Henley's doing his fucking nasally laugh throughout the entire episode. And if I had, if I had the time or the will or the ability to go back and listen to the show again, which I have none of those things, I would have pulled together a compilation. It's so enraging. Vic Henley's just the worst. Anyway, moving on. What else we got? Opie is trying to do a tribute to Carl Ruiz. And he decides to tell a story about the biggest laugh he ever got out of Carl. Was when Carl laughed at one of Opie's jokes. Opie's reminiscing about Carl and somehow turns it into (laughs) him. The level of narcissism here is unbelievable.
1: Listen Mm. to this. The biggest laugh of my life when you were telling that whole story about your ex making out on the security camera and I asked if you got hard and Carl started laughing and because he started laughing so hard then I went off and it's, it's, it's pretty much the biggest laugh
3: I've ever had in my life. So Opie says, the hardest I've ever laughed is when I told a really funny joke that made my friend laugh and then I laughed along with him at my joke. This is what Opie just said and you would think that, that would be a ridiculous thing to say on a podcast. But he takes it to the next level when he then splices in audio from that exact thing that he's talking about in order to show everybody how funny he is. See, here's <laughs> proof that I told a joke that my friend laughed at.
2: But I have her laughing, you know, has a bigger smile than she had for a long time. And, and then the two of them just start making out right in front of my wow. fucking door.
8: Oh.
1: <sighs>
4: So, uh... How
1: hard did you get? Oh, uh, I was... Would...
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that so unbelievable? So, this
0: turned into a... It turned into an Opie tribute.
3: Yeah, it turned into OP's greatest <laughs> hits. Hey, guys, Carl Louise passed away. Remember that time I told that really funny joke? I think Carl was there. I don't know. Let's play it. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, and speaking awesome. of cracking themselves up and Vic Henley, they're talking about Carl's last night on Earth. So it was a, it was a Friday night. He went to bed. He never woke up after that. And Vic Henley, and I'm all for, especially when someone who's a funny person, a comedian, who's lighthearted, when they pass away and you want to make good fun of it and have some levity to it, make some jokes, I think that's great. I don't think it has to be a mournful event. But something about the way that Vic Henley cracks himself up over a nothing joke is weird. Carl, you're gonna die over a
1: hashtag, and he would be like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> he, would, he, it.
2: he would go with it. He literally he a it. living hashtag. <laughs> well, the funny the, the uh, uh, he, he the one time he didn't Ruiz, which was the last That's night of his good. life, Dick. killed him.
7: He Needed <laughs> that the
4: only shot. Time he didn't do it.
3: The only time he didn't do it. Why is that? So they're talking about he had this hashtag, hashtag #Ruizing. And it was all about. Eating and drinking and going out and partying. And Vic says, yeah, you know, what's crazy is that the last night that he was alive, he actually took it easy. <laughs> like what? Oh, wait, what did I miss? What's what's funny about that? I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost at what you're trying to say. Yeah. Here. So what's
0: Opie's plan now since he has one less co-host?
3: That's a good question. So far. He's done these two – he did a two-part tribute thing from Gebhardt's where he had Sherrod Small and Vic Henley and uh, Tim Sabian and a bunch of guys all come in and talk about Carl. They they actually uh, tweeted it out, and I think fans came down and stuff. So he's done that. And then outside of that, he's put out a bunch of, like, best of episodes and and old episodes of Carl (laughs) to, like, reminisce about it. So that's a good question. I don't know. What's gonna the next chapter in Opie's life? But we'll document it here on WATP. I guarantee you that. People were concerned I didn't do any Opie last week. (laughs) They're like, oh, just because Carl died, we can't talk about Opie anymore. No, of course we can still talk about Opie. What are you talking? What are you crazy? This is a funny clip because Opie talks about something that Carl used to do. It was part of their friendship that he thought Opie thought he was special, and then he quickly learns that. He was not. Well, that,
1: that leads to one of my favorite yeah. things about Carl. Was, was the videos and the pictures I would get Saturday and yes. Sunday. Oh, look at
3: how, how many people got these videos oh, and yeah. pictures. I mean, who, did? who didn't yeah. get them right. as a question? Yeah. So Opie thought that he's like, oh, my buddy Carl is telling me about his weekend. And we do these, we share this stuff back and forth. It's like, no, Carl's just blasting it out to everyone, Debbie. <laughs> You're not special. Yeah, that is sad.
0: <laughs> he's Again... These guys are acting like teenagers when they're 50-year-old men. This yes. is similar to how when you're a young boy and you think uh, you're the only guy, you, your crush is paying attention to the yep. girl, but then you find out that she's been talking to three other guys as well. Yeah. That you're just one of many.
3: know <laughs> yeah, shit. Bad.
0: Poor OP. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's why that girl that you have a crush on is on her phone all day is because she's also doing the same text thread with uh, all your friends. Just FYI. It's not yeah. just
0: you, you dummy. Yeah. All right, this and is the they're last... all better looking.
3: <laughs> they all have a shot and you don't. <laughs> this is the last clip that I want to play. And this is at the very end of part one of this tribute to Carl Ruiz. I thought that, you know, I'm getting a little choked up here because Opie and Carl were really good <laughs> friends. <laughs> we're really good friends. And I think Opie did a fantastic job of paying tribute to their friendship and Carl's legacy with this. My bookie is the place to bet
1: on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. Use promo code OPIE to activate the offer. Promo code OPIE. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. MyBookie. My and don't forget to use the promo code OP, opie opie when creating your account
3: to claim the bonus did you see that coming I, did i make it too obvious
0: <laughs> how many times can you say opie do you think you went to the company so this is not standard practice <laughs> no. generally sponsors don't come to you and say hey we're so your promo code is your name but twice that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> opie must have like went to them and said okay i like opie as a promo code but how about we make it opie opie
3: in fact no, no, no. Can we make it O-P-O-P-O-P? op, op? No, no, three no, times? no. This you're <laughs> gonna confuse his. The promo code is just op, but he spells it every. He spelled it three times just there. Opie says op, opie. He's spelling it because who the oh. fuck doesn't know how to spell op? You grew up in Turkey. You know how to spell op? What the fuck? Who? How dumb are his listeners? Then he thinks they don't know how to spell this shit. He's spelling out my bookie. He's spelling out the promo codes. Like, we get it. We know English.
0: Okay. We understand I
3: how this works. So I what love I'm thinking that.
0: is he got reprimanded then. Um <laughs> Is he with a different network now after he, he got booted from Westwood One?
3: Well, no, he's he's out of zone. I don't know how he's getting advertisers.
0: Okay, so what the advertisers usually do is they tell you, okay, so you mentioned your promo code only once. We need you to read this URL. Yeah. I don't know. Try to say it five times so you can actually get us some clicks, you fucking pathetic loser. <laughs> and that feels like that in that case.
3: He's so bad at ad reads. He puts out a whole different inflection in his voice. He starts yelling for some reason. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Do I have to explain this it's It's obvious he sucks at this. Speaking of sucking at things, I got a note from a guy named Dan who claims that I have contradicted myself and put together a clipperoo for us, a clipperroooney. this is there's some production here too, but we were talking about Michael Rappaport back in I think episode one oh three. We were talking about his show and Michael Rapaport talks about going to Barstool Sports and their offices in New York and he he says they literally smelled bad he's like they stink I go into their offices and they stink (laughs) which I thought was really funny nobody (laughs) says that nobody goes I went to that place it stinks so this is a clip of me apparently contradicting myself we'll see
1: (laughs) We're a hundred million dollar company Their office is a fucking (laughs) pigsty It's a fucking shithole The whole place
3: stinks (laughs) God, I love it (laughs) The place stinks (laughs) Who says that? It does stink It stinks (laughs) 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 Whoops Whoops Stinks. whoops all right i'll give him credit very good production <laughs> it stinks i agree who says that why would you ever say it stinks good point <laughs> all right kaya this leads us to everybody's favorite part of the show do you know yeah, what i'm talking yeah. about
0: well it might be you teasing next week's podcast that you will be reviewing
3: That is correct, my friend. This is the part Mm. of the show where we play a clip from the show that we'll be reviewing next week on W.A.T.P. And I am very excited about next week's episode. I have not listened to this show yet, but I've listened to the part that you're about to hear, and it's getting me pumped up. I'm getting Kevin back on the show, our original co-host, and we'll be talking about this podcast. Hi, everypony, and welcome to Macintosh and Mod, the show about My Little Pony (laughs) from two adults who love it in spite of their children.
5: My Little Pony, Season 6, Episode 3, The Gift of the Mod Pie. Pinkie Pie travels to Manhattan with Rarity in search of the perfect gift for her sister, Maud Pie. A nice pouch for Mod Pie's pet rock boulder. Mod Pie? It's a Mod episode. It's a me <laughs>
3: episode. Gaia, are you jealous? I, I feel uh, like you brought up yes. the Brody. you
0: cocksucker. I- why, so, <laughs> why do I get the podcast with Justin Long that is well produced and... <laughs> Decent yet, you know, boring. It's not very clippable. There'sn't a whole lot to make fun of, it just done well, but it's not interesting. And you get the My Little Pony podcast. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop, beep.
3: Can I tell you- Can I tell you the funniest thing about what you just said is that we just spent 50 minutes playing clips and making fun of that podcast? You're like, we had to do a podcast you couldn't even make fun of. It's all we did is play clips. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, but you know those type of podcasts, you have to kind of. It, it was a lot of work. Always, this when week.
0: you when you take a clip, yes. you feel like okay, this is sort of a stretch, but <laughs> right. maybe I can exaggerate <laughs> how I feel about it and be entertaining. And you Pulling throw back the softballs at every other <laughs> m- motherfucker talking about a little My Little Pony called Mutt Pie.
3: Listen, Fuck. I I I feel bad now. And I want to extend an invitation for you to come on and talk with Kevin and myself about Macintosh and Maude, a My Little Pony podcast. This is a suggestion that came in from Wills, and I love it. He actually sent me, or he or she sent me, two different brony podcasts that we could check out. And I'm excited to get back (laughs) into this world, man. I am super stoked about it
0: usually i would turn that down because i don't want to encroach on anyone else's fun time but knowing kevin he's gonna show up without clips right. so i yes. might take you up
3: you should be there i agree just, just. i agree <laughs> all right so thank you so much for coming on kaya you put in a ton of work into the show and, and it's very much appreciated i had a great time today please join us again next week because it might be the episode we find out once and for all who are these podcasts sleep well everypony
4: partying in the mush pits of morning radio. And now
7: the show is over now. <sighs> mm, okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone.
1: You yeah. fucking know all about this shit. Yeah.
7: This dude is fucking corny.
1: You're not charismatic. You're Fuck you.
7: What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit.
4: That doesn't make any sense, Rick. Well, that's retarded.
6: That's fascinating. Please, go on. there have been no
1: laughs! You know, who are these? Podcasts. I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.
3: I was telling you, I was reading some of our reviews from other countries that (laughs) Coleman compiled for us. I was reading them last night. And one of the ones I read, was a one-star review. I forget. I think it might've been Australia where they said, I used to like this show. These are always the ones that really like hit you hard. (laughs) I used to love this show and I can't listen anymore because they've become the shows that they used to make fun of. And they pointed out the fact that we would play voicemails and laugh at the nonsense. And I was like, oh, fuck. They're right. They're goddamn right. <laughs> but now we don't do them on the show anymore. Now the voicemails are after uh-huh. the show. So it's you can't judge us on how we deal with voicemails. It's not part of the show. You're, you should be gone by now. Show's over. Closing credits. Yeah. We're done. We're moving on.
0: This is This is very fair.
3: <laughs> Let's talk about some voicemails. Because as usual i'm trying to curate the voicemail segment i want to just play the funniest ones and i have a bunch because i think they're all great i don't know why i enjoy these this one i wasn't even going to play but you'll find out why i play it in a minute
8: carl it's me again last week i asked you about uh getting a link to the vanish podcast that you did with uh I don't really know who... I just want to listen to it, okay? Look, I know that I have to buy your merch or donate to your PayPal, but here's the thing. I don't really want to buy any of your bullshit, and... Well, I could donate to you, but I don't really want to do that either. So I'll make a deal with you, okay? I'll make a deal. How about I co-host an episode with you? Now, I know you're going to say no to that originally, but believe me, I don't even want to talk to you, really, like that much. So... I'll pre-record my lines. You can put it on your soundboard. And then we can just pretend like we're, we like each other or something, you know? Um, yeah. So I'll do that. Call me back. So love you.
3: That's the kind of thing I listen to. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not going to play that on the show. But then he immediately calls back (laughs) and follows through with this premise. He's going to pre-record co-hosting. And I just thought this was really (laughs) funny. So let's see what this sounds like here.
8: W A T W I T V W A
3: T V What's up, buddy? Okay.
8: What else? Go ahead and play my number seven, Carl. I think that sums up the show pretty well.
3: Okay. Yeah. Let me play number seven.
8: Great
0: review.
1: Ha ha
8: ha ha! Do you hear that vocal fry? Band practice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you should put him on your soundboard and use him him, regularly, but still not send him the clips.
3: Yes. Where we tease
8: next week's episode.
3: episode. (laughs) I agree. So now he's officially (laughs) co-hosted with us, but that does not get you episode 88. All right. This is uh, someone commenting on our comments on Seamus last week.
2: Wow, Seamus uh, really uh, put it out there that he's a slow learner. I mean, he said he took swimming lessons um, four times in high school, and it only took him two times to learn how to swim. Uh, Most people usually learn after one shot. So uh, keep
3: on bragging there, bud. And I want to point out, most people know how to swim before high school. So the fact that he was complaining I had to go to this high school and then that high school, and they're all teaching me how to swim – this guy's fucking crazy. All right. Uh, this this guy calls in again, uh, talking about Seamus.
2: Uh, I also realized um, that Seamus is also a bad father because while he was talking about you know uh, how he has been forced to do all these podcasts, so he's great at it, you could audibly hear his um, crying child in the background. So um, <laughs> you know maybe Seamus is um, going to soon be a great father because um, – He is being forced to do it over and over again, and he hates it. (laughs)
7: It's a good
3: theory. I like that. Maybe on a future podcast, he'll be talking about how he became a good father because he's killed off three of his children, but the fourth and the fifth are doing very well. It just took that practice. You know, practice makes perfect. Just like with his typing class
0: or his speech class. He has so many podcasts. I'd imagine he also has 19 children or something.
3: Probably. I like that he took speech class and I was making fun of him. Shouldn't I? I feel like I should go to speech class. I listen back to these shows or or people pull clips for me. And I realize I don't pronounce owls. I should have just be sitting in a classroom (laughs) going. Exactly. Exactly. All right. (laughs) Here's someone talking about Opie selling his hashtag Ruizing
8: merchandise. Carl. Sorry to call you again being that guy I'm like the I called like I don't know this is my third call or something. But I just wanna know why the fuck you didn't bring up uh Opie being a fucking jackass with uh with with the Carl Ruiz merchandise. Like if you go to his website you can see that he's got all this fucking Carl Ruiz merchandise after he died He's got all these dumbass tweets he put out, and he's just being a real dick. I just wanted to know why you didn't fucking address that, you coward. I'm just kidding, you're not really a coward, but yeah. And uh, on the off chance that Doug, from Who's Right, is hosting this week with you, um, I wanted to tell him he's a dick, too, for putting his, uh, <laughs> his regular show behind a fucking paywall like he's Anthony Cumia or something. Like, I already didn't like the show that much, but I listened to it because, I mean, it was something to listen to, right? But now, like, I'm I'm totally not going to pay him a dollar to listen to his <laughs> show every, every week now. That's fucking bullshit. But call me back. Bye.
3: Is that true? Is Doug a subscriber only? Tell us no, not entirely.
0: Right. So they switched to a model where they... Every other week, it's a bonus episode. So, twice okay. a month, they release a public one. Twice a month, you get a bonus that you have to pay for.
3: Okay. Interesting.
0: But that's very recent.
3: Yeah. Well, that's pissed off this guy. The other thing that he pointed out, and I haven't <laughs> talked about this, is this whole thing where Opie has the hashtag RueEasing merchandise you can buy. And he's gone out on Twitter and talked about it. And he's trying to profit. So, I went ahead and looked at the description of his Carl Ruiz tribute show and it says purchase Carl Ruiz merchandise with a link to the Opie Radio site and it says proceeds going to a cause near and dear to Carl's heart.
0: <laughs> OP. Is,
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that's is that that obvious, right? It's going to a cause near and dear to Carl's heart. I was his best friend, so there you go. It's going to me Because why wouldn't you you explain what the cause is?
0: Have you heard how hard I make him laugh? He cares about (laughs) me.
3: You ever hear that joke I told once? Of course I deserve all this money. Is that crazy? Like, that's literally what it says. Go into OP Radio and look at the description. Proceeds going to a cause near and dear to Carl's heart. What are you talking about? And by the way, Carl's heart <laughs> is not happening anymore. All right. That's, that's mean. <laughs> that's just, that's just mean. All right. Here's a, a caller reacting to our episode from last week.
4: Top five worst WATP co-hosts. Number five, Andy's brother, Joe. Number four, Jen from the jingles department. Eesh. Number three, Chrissy Mayer, number two, Digibro, number one, Justin Brown. That is the definitive (sighs) list as of today.
0: All right. I made it.
3: (laughs) 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 Let's talk about this real quick. Justin Brown got hammered in the subreddit thread for that episode. I thought he was very funny. I went and edited it the next day on Sunday of last week. And I was like, oh, this is this is really good. We have good chemistry. It seemed like we had some funny back and forth. I liked where his mind went with things. It was always about what's the joke. People fucking hated him. Why is that?
0: I didn't hear a whole lot of something that I would hate him for, no.
3: Yeah, it was weird. People really... Uh... To, to be more hated than Chrissy Mayer on this show is shocking. <laughs> right. Or Doug. All right. So you know that I like to give out uh, episode 88 to people who donate to the show
8: uh-huh. uh carl has your uh, blatant white supremacy been addressed before you are not. uh trying to sell merch by teasing episode 88 as an incentive 88 carl the anti-defamation league and the SPLC both have let the world know that 88 is a white supremacy number
4: eight is the or h is the eighth letter of the alphabet HH stands for Hail Hitler and you're
8: you're just gonna sell that you're just gonna give that kind of dog whistle out in the open like that what if the ADL finds out Carl you'll be shut down Carl you need to you need to rethink what you're labeling that episode maybe just start calling it the oh fuck I almost ran off the road maybe call it the, the LPL, just the lost episode you know not episode 88 unless you're unless you're actually a white supremacist anti-Semitic
3: Jew-hater. I love that the guy almost ran off the road in the middle of that. So could you imagine, Kaya, I'm just going to throw this out there. If I was such a white supremacist that I purposely created an episode that I thought might get me fired from my job so that I could then take it off the internet and then months and months (laughs) later promote it That would be very impressive. If I was a white supremacist, I'd be one of the smartest white supremacists to ever live, I would think. That'd be amazing.
0: You uh, you always have to appreciate some numerology. It's true. uh, This guy's ranting and rambling about these are the 14 uh, words, and 88 means Heil Hitler, and uh, he's talking about 9, which is the ninth planet. And before (laughs) you know it, two seconds into listening to these people, you're down Alex Jones level... Shit, so I'm thinking he was joking, obviously. But <laughs> I think he was joking. I, that give me a good idea? I think you should. I think it would be fun for you to review a white supremacist podcast in the same vein that you reviewed a Flat Earther Yeah, podcast. that's a good idea. Just listen to these people ramble on and on and see what they're actually on about. And I don't mean, you know, what the woke call, <laughs> far-right or Nazi or white supremacist no, where you wait. just listen to a regular bill o'reilly podcast i mean actually find a kkk podcast and see what they're talking about
3: we should literally find a kkk that's a great idea it's funny because uh squeeps in our discord said if it's gonna be you me and kevin next week on the show that is literally the kkk episode of the show (laughs) hey everybody it's kevin kai and carl oh that's not good whoops um no i think that's a great idea. I like that. I'm going to write that down. we are going to, we got to find a literal white supremacist podcast. And I just, I hope to hell I don't agree too much with it. Because that would really suck. Yeah. I'm like, oh, these guys are bring up a lot of good points.
0: Well, the production value is kind of bad. But, you know, I have to say, the things they're saying about George Soros and the Jewish cabal kind of spoke to me.
3: I sent them a new microphone. Hopefully that works better for them. But anyway here's uh Although, someone I'll
0: preempt the uh the reddit comments right now you are pronouncing the word supremacist as supremist.
3: oh I, am I pronouncing words wrong listen yeah. I'm I'm a sad <laughs> You're old gonna... I'm a sad old <laughs> going to hear about this again oh Jesus <laughs> I'm a sad old wino who lives by himself in an apartment in Manhattan <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do right now and only the people on Discord will know mm-hmm. that I did this I'm going to pronounce the word right and then fix it on post. Ready? Uh, supremacist. Is that the word I was supposed to say? No. Yes. All right. Let uh, me get a couple of different uh, versions of it. Supremacist. 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 White supremacist. All right, cool. I'll, I'll be able to fix that all up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are awesome.
3: <laughs> all right. That, that fucking struck me. Okay. Someone's calling in about the... Teenage boy, Vic, who calls into the show, or possibly our only female listener. Someone has uh, beef, <laughs> beef with Vic.
2: Yo, so I was listening to those voicemails, and I heard uh, the f- fucking, fucking Vic didn't like that music.
4: What the fuck do you think about, <laughs> oh my god! Music was horrible!
2: Well, anyway, uh Vic, if you're a 12-year-old boy, fuck off. Vic, if you're
8: a girl and you're attractive, it fuck. <laughs> okay,
3: I agree. The music is great. Here's another person who calls out our co-host from last week, Justin Brown.
4: Hey, Carl, I just wanted to call and tell you that, uh, <laughs> you know what I love? <laughs> is when you have co-hosts who, <laughs> every, every time they speak, they laugh <laughs> and crack up <laughs> at the things they're saying. <laughs> Kind of like that Justin Brown guy. (laughs) Boy, he was great to listen to. (laughs) All
0: right, call me back. Now I'm curious. I got to go back and listen to that episode.
3: He did say like a lot, and I couldn't even pull it out and post. It was so pronounced. So that might be the reason why people are down on him a little bit. It's possible. I see. Oh, shit, dude. This is serious. Stuttering John's attorney called into the show. <laughs> so I don't uh, know why you're laughing, man. I, this is my livelihood that we're talking about. Livelihood.
2: <laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> uh, my name is... Wait, I, shit. I am a lawyer for Stunnerin' John Melendez, and I'm here to call you because I heard that you say some slandering things about my client. Now you've been saying some slandering things like, he's unfunny. Now I can prove that's wrong to you. Because I bet you haven't heard about this. He's been on the um, Howard Stern Show. Now, I heard that the Howard Stern Show is pretty funny. And also, you might, you said Slater, things like his podcast is not very good. Now, I know I haven't listened to it. I'm an old boomer who can't listen to any, uh, don't know any technology. But I've also heard from him that it was pretty good. So that's also a lie. Now, I've also been getting some emails from this guy named, oh, Lord. a lot of names. Um, Seamus McKillian will go with that one. He's been also saying that you are extremely, or you're um, saying some slander things. You can't have that. Nope. Um, you're not allowed to say bad things on the internet. That's not allowed. He's also said that you, uh, told your fans to give him five-star reviews and, uh, say bad stuff about him on the comments. That's not how you're supposed to use iTunes. You know what happens when you don't use things properly? That's <laughs> right. We sue you. And I might be thinking that uh, doesn't make any much sense. We want the money. And we also want you to shut the hell up. Yep. Now, uh, you better uh, better give us that apology now, you hear? Or, uh, and also, $500 million or whatever the hell he's going to sue you for, I'm not quite sure. That's what I'm going to say, because I heard uh, someone else had a very good time with that. And it worked out very well for him. Um, so... Again, call me back. I'm John Melendez the Lawyer, and uh, you better call back with an apology here. Uh, if you don't, uh, we will sue you, uh, definitely. It's good to know that I can just apologize and the lawsuit
3: goes away.
0: <laughs> it would be cool if him and Seamus got together to start a class action lawsuit
3: well, he tried- against
0: you all together. And- Imagine every single podcast all 170 or whatever yeah, that's right. right now suing you at once. Uh, Marissa joins in. Ooh.
3: He tried to get OP radio involved in this, which is interesting. I'm mm-hmm. going to talk to Mike Sappho next week, so we'll see what he has to say. But yeah, that would be an interesting class action lawsuit. And it'd be a funny late night TV commercial too. Has WHEP defamed your podcast? <laughs> Do you or someone you love hate Carl from WATP?
0: Some sleazy fucker like Saul Goodman (laughs) on a shitty green screen. Like, (laughs) have you been emotionally hurt? Have you suffered emotional distress? Well,
3: call now. Call 555 Jimmy McGill. (laughs) Has your podcast been called garbage or unlistenable? (laughs) (laughs) Call now. We'll get you the money you deserve. All right. Yeah.
0: John, if you're still listening, do you feel bad about being in the same boat as Seamus?
3: You should. Because Seamus right. is yeah, you actually worse than you at podcasting, which is hard to do. The company uh,
0: you're keeping is very bad.
3: I just have a note here for this next voicemail that says the guy wants to delete his message. Let's see what this says. Uh, Shit.
2: Uh, how do I delete this? fucking message.
4: Alright.
3: I guess this didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) It
4: didn't come out swinging (laughs) on this one. I'm googling it
3: now. You're googling how to delete your message while leaving me a message? Yeah,
0: I feel like you could just hang up. Yeah. Yeah. It would be easier.
3: That would be a smarter
2: oh, move. Oh, no, it's not working.
3: <laughs> it's not. It's not working. Um...
0: <laughs> Did he try to hack the hotline? <laughs> it's not working.
4: <laughs> oh, crap. There's no There's no thing here.
3: No, there's no thing Oh, thingy.
4: shit. Uh, don't play this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, fuck.
3: I don't know if that's real or not, but it sounded real to me. It's so real to me, damn it. All right. Do you know a guy named Mundane Matt? Are you familiar with this character?
0: A little bit, yeah. I know he's one of those internet losers.
3: Yes, and Dick Masterson is not a fan of this guy. He called into our show.
4: Hello, my name is Mundane Matt, and today I just wanted to leave you with a little voicemail. You see, I was looking for something to listen to while I watched my daughter, uh, well, my, my girlfriend's daughter, well, her mother was out with her, uh, inner city work friend. Anyways, I started to really <laughs> like your stuff. Cause I really like, love, I love Andy and Joe. They're really good at catching people for being racist, sexist, and bigots. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even catch it that someone's a bigot when they do. Yeah. And I was rated YouTube's biggest story boy for two years straight. Uh, the problem is, I did eventually find out that you're friends with the known white supremacist terrorist, Dick Masterson. I don't know if you knew that about him. He's literally killed multiple people with his evil, hateful bullying. I saw that you even went as far as to make a show with him attacking my good friend Maddox. I'm humbly asking you to stop attacking this saint and instead. Do more shows with Andy and Joe about how evil white people are. <laughs> those are those are the best shows you have ever done. Yep. You know when they have to interrupt and tell you that uh, some these these two women they have a mother who who might be an alt right Jewish woman. That was the best show you ever did. Oh, and um, real quick, please um, maybe don't review anything I do like the Monday Matt show or Three Bucks Theater. Um, or uh, I might have to false flag your channel until it's gone. I've got connections. So uh, thanks in advance. Bye.
3: So that would be the thing that I rail on quite a bit. A lot of inside jokes. And for people yeah, who I was enjoy say, that TDS. They got very meta. Yes, it's, that <laughs> was very much for people who are fans of the dick show. All right. Last uh, voicemail that I'm going to play hey what do you do for a living i'm uh, i'm wildly fascinated by your lifestyle can we talk about this can i interview you right now yeah. what's a typical day School look for like for... i
0: mean that's the majority i do some stuff on the side that i yeah. try to keep private Try to actually have some sort of a private life but you know the official podcast thankfully pays well so i get to do something i enjoy as far as being drunk so you might not know or have heard of this but doug and i from who's right yeah have a bet okay for a whole month we're doing omad which is one meal a day it's a form of fasting it's pretty much the most difficult form of fasting and if you might know doug you know he's morbidly obese <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but okay, yeah. Well, he is morbidly obese. Okay. Um, So within five days, he has lost seven pounds, though. Nice. And even though that might be water weight and whatnot, it's been interesting. So I don't know. Yeah, so shout out to Doug, actually. That's good. I I always fat shame him and bully him relentlessly throughout the day. So maybe I want to use my uh, shout out or promotion chance this week to promote him and who's right
3: i love it who's right it, podcasts uh they're always good to us and and you should definitely check those guys out we love doug yeah so your typical day is preparing for and or recording the official podcast that's what you do for a living is what you're, yeah is what on the you're weekends
0: about. mostly so the official podcast thankfully it's been able to pay for all of us pay well you know my co-hosts um they also have been able to quit their day jobs to basically do this full-time or do you know they always refer to it as content creation which is kind of stupid but yeah twitch youtube podcasting yep. so that's nice i also try to do some stuff offline on my own time that i'm interested in involving uh, audio production and mixing and that sort of stuff which i like i said i don't like really promoting and such
3: Okay. Um. Well, the reason why I bring yeah. it up is because Kaya, we are officially starting a Patreon. I've been avoiding it for a long, uh, long time. But here's what we okay. Here's what we're doing. I know. Here's what we're doing. That was a long way
0: around. You didn't have to grill well, me. <laughs> honestly,
3: I it Could wasn't. Have just
0: announced it, and I would have been supportive.
3: I would listen. I would have announced it either way. But I've literally <clears throat> had conversations with people who listen to our podcast, who asked me, what does does Kaya do? What's his deal? And I'm like, I I honestly don't even know. So I've been wanting to ask you these questions Mm -hmm. anyway. But, so I'm glad we had this conversation. But I've decided that we just need to talk about Seamus and Stuttering John and even Opie. These people are putting out all this content that's just flying by. Because I only do a show once a week and we do a few minutes on it. We need to really hunker down and dissect what's going on, especially with Seamus. I, that's all I can listen to right now. It's so fascinating. I got... There's a show that he's putting out with his girlfriend. And this show is amazing. His girlfriend has the charisma of a beer bottle. It's unbelievable. I can't wait to tell everybody about this show and play clips from it. But I can't just, like, heart... I. I don't want to just put it out there and have Seamus kill himself. So if I put it behind a paywall, listen to me pretending that this is the reason, <laughs> this is the reason why we're doing this. If I make it five bucks, then Seamus can't listen to it because he's poor, but whatever. We're going to, we're okay. going to do a Patreon. So, we're going to do some bonus episodes where we really dissect our favorite punchable podcasts. So it'll okay. be, it'll be the, well, po- uh, the punchable podcast. I don't
0: think there's anything. There's literally nothing you have to feel awkward about or bad here. You, you, you put more effort in a single episode than like we do on the official podcast in a single month, right? Well, I, you deserve it. I appreciate. Sure, you that. have to sort of you're going to have to bear through the compilations that people are going to make of you throughout yes. 160 episodes. <laughs> land based thing patreon saying fuck. how you're never going to be e-begging and such <laughs> rattling your cup on the internet <laughs>
3: fuck you're right
0: i'm going to be one of those motherfuckers oh,
3: i didn't even but think of that. at
0: the end of the day you deserve oh, it don't worry shit. about it
3: god damn it well I support it all right that's it that's the announcement i wanted to make